Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I, myself, am Kelly. First of her name. You're the first Kelly. Mm, probably the first Kelly with my la- with my specific last name. I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it right now. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of you. That's for sure. Really? Am I so prolific? On I, the I found another one, but she spells it different. Yeah, see? Your spelling makes it so that you're like one of a kind. That's, yep, see? Wow, look at me. Dang. I'm all over the place. Kelly's real special. Do you have a Pinterest? I do. Don't click on it. You, do you have two <laughs> Pinterests? Just kidding. You have two Pinterest. Do I? Well, it says there's two Kelly Knox on, on Pinterest. Oh, I think one of them is um, not me. So the only evidence of another Kelly Knox is a inactive, zero followers, zero following Pinterest. You know, my Pinterest is uh, just my name. It's nothing else. And it's not backwards or anything. So now when everybody goes on my Pinterest, they can see all my wedding planning pins. <laughs> I see two other Pinterests that are Kelly Knox that aren't you, it appears. Maybe my, I think maybe my profile is private. Maybe. And the only reason I can see it is because I am logged in currently. Yeah, I'm not seeing any other. Oh, I found one. Nope, that's you. That's you. <laughs> that's a different spelling. That's you. Hmm. I found a picture of a thermometer. I was just looking at, at the image search and I, oh, it's related to you. <laughs> a thermometer. It's related to your your employment. Oh, oh, that's yeah. That's not a thermometer. <laughs> okay. It's a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was looking at okay. images. Let's move on to the video game, shall we? Yes, please. Uh, today, well, not today. Yesterday, there was a big football game, the AFC Championship, uh, where two football teams played against one another. You don't need to try. <laughs> we could just move on from that. Okay. Um, but uh, premiering during this was a new commercial for uh, Mario movie, the Super Mario movie, which is coming out this April. Uh, this uh, commercial featured Donkey Kong, voiced by the one and only Seth Rogen. Uh, this movie comes out April 7th. It's this year. real weird to me that that last trailer made a big deal about Donkey Kong and then didn't have a voice clip. And then some random commercial had the voice clip. That's weird, right? I know. It is a little bit weird. Um, but I think it makes sense from like a marketing perspective. You want to like trickle out commercials with different character focuses so people get excited about hearing their favorite celebrity's voice Mario characters. We also saw a little tidbit of Mario's uh, cat outfit, which was cute. Yeah, I was surprised um, to see that. Yeah. I feel like they're pulling that that proves even more so that they're pulling from like every kind of Mario medium, you know, because that's from 3D World. That's pretty recent in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah. And they're also trying to appeal to their 
demographic of viewers who really enjoy seeing characters in cat outfits. Okay, okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of people in cat outfits, uh, t- nope. Tomb Raider. <laughs> nope. Okay, sorry. I was just, I thought I thought you were setting me up and, you know, I don't know what Tomb Raider is, but. Well, she certainly doesn't wear cat outfits. I'm sure you could Google that. I don't want to because I don't want that in my I'm Google search history. Tomb Raider cat outfit. Let's see. All right. So um, that's it. <laughs> it's the cat. Oh, there's a bunch of pictures of her in like Catwoman's outfit. Yeah. So and then, Whoa. Okay. We're done. <laughs> anyway, the Tomb Raider series coming from Amazon has been confirmed to be written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, you might know her if you've seen Fleabag. I don't know what else she's in. I'm sorry. I just really I like she's Fleabag in... a lot. I don't know anything else though. She she is a writer for the show Killing Eve. Okay. She also is in Star Wars Rogue One. She voices a droid. Oh. Uh, which is funny. She's going to be in the new Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Um I have an extensive knowledge of Phoebe Waller-Bridge because I love her and I love Fleabag. So are you excited um, about this? I don't really know. I think that it's, I guess I am because I do want to see her uh, write for more things. Um, I don't know if, because I've really only seen her writing with Fleabag, I've never seen Killing Eve. I sort of feel like I don't really get it. Like, I don't see how she would write Tomb Raider, but I guess it could be, I mean, it it kind of, with Fleabag, she writes a very complicated female character. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess Lara Croft is a complicated female character, or she can be on this Amazon series. Um. I guess I'm excited. I don't know. I don't feel great. I mean, I feel like Amazon series mm, really hit or miss. Uh, a lot of misses lately. But I think if the source material is strong enough, which hopefully the expansive lore on Tomb Raider is is strong enough that they can cobble something together that is at least watchable, if not enjoyable. I think I was just extra confused because I knew they were making a movie at Amazon. And I was like, oh, I guess it's now a series. No, they're still making a movie. So like, it's like a interconnected thing. I don't know. That's really peculiar. I don't think you should be developing a movie and a TV series at the same time for an unproven thing. That seems messy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... Mm, I don't care. I I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge a lot, but I'm also like, I don't care about Tomb Raider content because I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's like the Uncharted movie. It's like it's derivative of Indiana Jones and stuff like that, which she's in. Um, But you kind of lose something when you take away the gameplay element. So we'll have to wait and see. Probably going to be a while, but. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of these um, types of stories and announcements in the next couple of months and years as we see a lot of these st- series get greenlit. As we see The Last of Us continue to make at- bank. Yeah, but but 
mind you that that is The Last of Us on HBO, which is probably radically different from Tomb Raider on Amazon. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, un- incomparable <laughs> almost. Right. Um, and speaking of The Last of Us, uh, unsurprisingly, probably, uh, it was renewed for a second season on HBO. Uh, this was announced a couple days ago, and it was also announced that it would be, uh, as expected, following the story of the second game. Well, didn't they say uh, that they're getting to that, but they didn't like 100% say that that's what the second season's about? Yeah. Because I know that the one uh, producer publicly said that it would, if when the the second game is covered, which he said as an inevitability, not as a possibility, he said it would be multiple seasons. Yeah, I wonder if the first season will be the first game and then season two and season three will be the second game as a whole. My guess is that when they talk about that, what they mean is that season one will be game one. I think season two will be like a mid-cool like mostly covering stuff that happens between one and two because we get flashes of that and we got some flashes some really interesting stuff in part two but we never saw it extensively and i think that that would be a great place to flesh that out that story um but at this rate i mean we don't know a hundred percent but it really seems like season one's covering the first game at this pace yeah i wonder if season two will be like abby's story exclusively oh and then season three we'll get into the events of the second game though i i think it would be hard to pull off a season two of just abby because i think a lot of people would still want to see joel and ellie well i guess they could have flashes right yeah yeah i mean the thing is is that would build up a lot more empathy for abby from the get-go versus part two's very deliberate decision to introduce her in a way where you don't have empathy for her you don't care mm-hmm. about her um and then force you to empathize which was a very interesting approach at the time but honestly building empathy before might make it even more interesting and you know this is a cool opportunity for them to try try a new approach to the same story just by changing the order they tell it in yeah definitely and it makes me think um there's something that after every episode, they do like an inside the episode behind the scenes where they talk to like the showrunners and maybe an actor or two that are like focused on in the episode. And in last night's or last episodes behind the scenes inside the episode thing, Neil Druckmann was saying that like if there are places to deviate and the deviation is better, then they're going to do it. Interesting. Um, So I wonder if maybe that's a mentality that will carry through in that way with Abby, because I do think it would be better to build empathy for her before. I think that would make it a lot more interesting what eventually ends up happening, but that's my personal opinion. And I'm sure people disagree. I disagree. No, I don't. Um, I just want (laughs) to, I just want to be contrarian and make you mad. That's, you know, you didn't make me mad. You made me laugh. So, well, dang it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh, my response to that is going to be to take my headphones off and not be part of this podcast. Okay. I appreciate you doing that. I'm um, I'm going to leave, guys, uh, so that Kelly can freely talk about episode three because I didn't watch it yet because I was having – I've had an in- intense couple of weeks and especially a, a few days, 
And last night, um, I was looking at HBO, looking at that new episode of Last of Us and thinking, wow, that's going to be intense. So I didn't watch it. I watched HBO's White Lotus instead. Great show. Highly recommended. Nothing to do with video games. <laughs> but uh, I'll leave you too, Kelly. I'm going to take my headphones off and you just wave to me when I should put them back on. Okay. Bye. So, bye, Andrew. Uh, this is my podcast now. I'm taking the heck over. Just mute you. Oh, wow. That's kind of rude, but okay, whatever. Um, can't believe you muted me. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. So, sorry. He's all, He can see my face, so he knows he's he knows how I... Anyway, uh, so I watched the third episode of The Last of Us on HBO. Uh, it premiered last night um, for you... For y'all listening, it premiered Sunday night, uh, and it was uh, a focus on Bill, on Bill's story, who we do meet in the game. Um, and really, the whole episode was content that was not in the game. It was really built on a flashback almost entirely, um, which honestly, to me, made it really enjoyable. And it kind of goes back to what... I was saying earlier that Neil Druckmann said, which was that if you if they deviate and it, it's better than it is in the games, then it's like, of course, they want to do that. And uh, this episode was a huge deviation from the games. Um, it was really, really poignant. I thought the two actors, I, I don't remember the actor's name for Frank, but I thought Nick Offerman did such a good job with Bill. Um really really different from what we see in the game in terms of bill uh just a much more rich and 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 engaging character in my opinion um i don't want to say too much because i don't want to spoil too much but i am really looking forward to potentially seeing more of these deviations in the future and i also was feeling very emotional. It's a very emotionally charged episode, as many of you can probably imagine. Um, and it really did a good job of capturing something really, really beautiful, so to speak. Um, but that's all I'm going to say on it because I don't want to leave Andrew hanging for too long and I don't want this to be talking games with Kelly uh, because that would be boring. So I'm bringing him back in now. If he's going to look at the screen and see me waving. <laughs> hi, Kelly. Oh, hi, Andrew. How are, how are you doing? I was just scrolling Twitter to look for video game news. So I oh, was wow. not, I didn't notice that you, how long were you waving? Just for like a second. Okay. I look forward to hearing this later. It's really trippy to not hear half of the podcast. I know. I felt bad because I was like trying not to uh, spoil too much because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah. Um, because I think it's worth watching on its own. Yeah. But well, I'll have watched it before I hear this podcast publicly. I feel like it, it's to some extent it, there's an assumption that people are watching it every week and if you're not like people probably just do the 15 second skip option to get ahead of it. But who knows. Um I don't know what you said last, so I'm just going to transition. Uh yeah, speaking of Naughty Dog, um Naughty Dog confirmed publicly that they have moved on from Uncharted, and they also said that they likely may move on from The Last of Us after that upcoming multiplayer game. Um, so 
Neil Druckmann is basically saying that there's no pressure from Sony to make anything they don't want to make, which is why the Uncharted series isn't ongoing and why after Uncharted 4 they decided to lay that series to rest, or after Lost Legacy, I guess I should say. Um, And it sounds like after the Last of Us multiplayer game that's coming out, if they're not feeling Part 3, they're not going to make Part 3. And, you know, I appreciate that to some extent. I think it's smart to to let creatives make things that they feel is are right. They're going to make a better product that way. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I guess part of me is negative because I'm like, ugh, Drukman is very pretentious. But I'm also like, yeah, but they shouldn't just make more Uncharted just for the heck of it. I'm glad it's done, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think this news makes more sense to me for Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, because that felt very finished after you played 4. Um, and Lost Legacy to an extent because you got more, a more uh, clear picture of the world in terms mm-hmm. of, like, the characters. But I I was a little bit surprised to hear this about The Last of Us because it kind of seemed to me like they were more inclined to do a part 3 after the multiplayer game. Um, and I actually am of the belief that they are going to do it still and they're saying this just to sort of assuage uh, Uncharted fans rather than Last of Us fans. But <laughs> to make Uncharted fans feel like, no, we don't we don't have to do that. Right. But I think something that would I think it would be really cool to see Naughty Dog do something like totally different and totally yeah. new. I think they've really these two series had really been their bread and butter for the past, like, I don't even know, Lots. like 15 years. Yeah. So to see them move on and to do something new would be very exciting for me personally because I think they're a great studio and I like seeing what they do. Um, or maybe they can just return to Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I'm thinking about a certain other game that I review this week. Um and I really think that a long-running, like, serious game developer who makes mostly serious games moving back to, like, a cartoony or, like, fun style is really exciting. And I think Naughty Dog could could make some really incredible games if they didn't need them to be, like, hyper-realistic and hyper-dark and stuff. Because, you know, even Uncharted 4, which was a fun game, was, like, notably more dour than 1, 2, and 3 because that's kind of the tone they go for now. And then Last of Us Part 1 was pretty dark, but then Part 2 was just, like, profoundly dark. And I was like, guys, you can't just keep getting darker. Like, Part 2 is, like, the darkest I think they can get without being just ridiculous. Yeah, we need, like, a fun, like, alien game or something from them. Yeah, something silly. Maybe with cool art style. Yeah. But who knows? what That probably won't happen. I wouldn't put money on it. Me neither. <laughs> You know what I would put money on? Sorry, I was about to sneeze, and I feel like Kelly was just staring at me. No, it's okay. I was Sorry, I'm trying to give you an out here. You know what I would put money (laughs) on is that the uh, Horizon multiplayer is something that got leaked. Oh, no, it's been deleted. That's what I would put money on. It got deleted. Uh, It got deleted, (laughs) Kelly. I know. I know. I actually never even saw it because as soon as I clicked on the post, it was deleted. I watched it earlier today, so. Do you want me to still do the news story? I mean, it's still news. I'll try to find it while you're talking. 
Here's something uh, newsworthy. Uh, earlier today, or I apologize, three days ago. <laughs> Close enough. Um, so over the weekend, we got some leaked early access, not early access, but some leaked early horizon multiplayer game footage, uh, footage from multiplayer. Um, this is uh, in a since deleted Reddit post. So unfortunately, uh, have no idea what it looks like. Um, I can surmise from the comments, but I'm not going to report on people's comments because I don't necessarily feel like that's. It looks bad. Uh, according to Andrew, it looks bad. But it um, looks bad the same way that what's it called looked bad? Grand Theft Auto Six. Oh yeah, yeah. Just really early rudimentary stuff. Nothing super polished, which is to be expected. Did you see the concept cool. art? No. Um, there... When I tell you I have gone out of my way to avoid seeing anything about this game, I'm not joking. Okay. So there's also some concept art that, that leaked that looks very surprising um, because it's very cartoony. Um, yeah, it looks like Fortnite. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if perhaps this game's going to have a different visual style. The footage that they had, which you can't easily access anymore if it's gone from reddit it's probably real hard to find now um i would say that it looks very unfinished like to the point of like there's really nothing productive to see from this footage so it's not that exciting but what it did show me is that the games may be further along than i realized i thought they were in like the early phases um but i don't know i don't care i think horizon is like an overplayed series for, especially for something that only came out in 2017. I just can't imagine a lot of people playing this if it's not free. Yeah, well, maybe it is. I mean, Sony was talking about their push to live service games, and it wouldn't entirely surprise me if they make this free with tons of, like... Uh, battle Pass? Yeah, like a Battle Pass and, like, microtransactions and stuff, because it looks like Fortnite. It looks like Fortnite set in the Horizon world, so... Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I don't really care. Do you care? Not particularly. I actually care more about what video games you played this week. Kelly, Hi-Fi Rush came out this week. Came out after last episode. It was a sudden drop. It's Tango Gameworks' new game, the people who made Evil Within. It is a comic book style action uh, fighting game. Not fighting game. An action game with rhythm? fighting. And it has a rhythm base. So you, you try to attack to the rhythm. And um, it was real good. I have played it. I played about a little over half of it. I'm having an incredible time. I think that the art style, I'm not exaggerating, is one of the best I've seen. Or I should say graphically. The way that this game achieves its cell shading in cutscenes is insanely impressive. It is absolutely gorgeous to look at. And I just am in awe every cutscene, which is super exciting. I love being that excited just to see cutscenes because of how they look. Um, the story is pretty basic, but I don't care because I'm just that excited to look at it. The combat feels really smooth. They put a lot of work into making sure that the like the flow of combat fits the beat really well. I think this is something that it does better than uh, Metal Hellsinger. Because Metal Hellsinger is like a super high-octane first-person shooter. And it's really hard to keep the rhythm, in my opinion, because the world around you is moving at its own pace, like a first-person shooter. In this game, 
everything moves to the beat. Enemies attack to the beat. Enemies move to the beat. Your jump is to the beat. Your dashes are to the beat. So it's really a lot easier, in my opinion, to keep that beat going because, you know, it's just a flow. You get into it. And sometimes, like, I'm not even realizing that I'm successfully keeping the beat. It just works perfectly as is. And I just think this game is a really exciting departure for Tango Gameworks. I hope this becomes a series. I know it outsold Forspoken, which says something, considering Forspoken's been heavily marketed for months, and Hi-Fi Rush came out unexpectedly, and it had half the budget, um, and half the price tag, and it's on Game Pass. Whew, that's pretty rough. Uh, I don't mean to bring Forspoken into this, sorry. But I've just been having a wonderful time, and if you have Game Pass especially, definitely check this out. It's on PC and Series X. And I'm just—I've just been having a blast, and I can't wait to finish it. Yeah, it looks fun. So, um, big fan of the colors. I love a colorful game, you know. It's very, very colorful. I love a colorful game, except for when it's Fire Emblem Engage, in which case I hate a colorful game. Really, you hate it? I'm just—I was gonna say what no, uh, you no. really fell off. You liked it last week. <laughs> I'm just jesting. <laughs> Um, I have continued my playing of Fire Emblem Engage. I, you know, funny enough, I was like, I'm never buying DLC for this game. I think you said well, it on the some- show. <laughs> here's, some- here's something really funny that happened. I did buy it. <gasps> um, I bought the expansion pass, which is a, uh, you know, you get the DLC in waves as they come out. So the first one had like quite a few items and outfits, like cosmetic things. And then it has... Um, character uh, characters Claude, Dimitri, and, and Edelgard as an emblem bracelet, not a ring. Oh, um, and it all, oh that's it's, cute. Yeah, it's kind of spoilery. Um, and then also Tiki, who is, for some reason, also a bracelet. I don't know if that's just a DLC character thing, maybe, but... Mm. Well, um, now I'm less excited. I just wanted to because I... Well, there's a few reasons, and I don't want to spoil anything for Andrew, but... Um, you know, the game changes as you progress through it. So having more emblem rings is really, really nice. Um, I also really wanted to see Claude again. And I <laughs> say that without an ounce of shame. Why would you um, be shamed? Uh, why would you be ashamed? I forgot what the shame because was. Because I'm an adult woman. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I... I'm a little bit farther now. I'm probably like mm, 60. Well, I'm going to say I'm like halfway through the game. Um, I don't think the story has improved, really. Actually, I think it, it's dipping no, again. I know. I'm I sorry. It goes, through hi- it goes through highs and lows. I find that the Lord characters are a lot more compelling than the 50,000 other units that the game gives you for some reason. I guess... They assume that you're going to be playing on classic, so they assume you're going to be losing a lot of units. But I find I it so. to be a little bit exhausting when you meet a character in one chapter, and then the next chapter you meet a new character who completely outclasses them in every single way. Ugh. And it's kind of like, what reward do I get from training my old character when I just have a new one who's better, yeah. who does the same stuff? And it really, the game is really stingy with things. It's really stingy with master seals. So it's hard to, you know, get people to advance classes. It's almost like they don't even want you to grind and get up 
and level up the lower level units. It's almost like they just want you to roll with who's new, which I don't really like. Yeah, I like getting um, attached. I, me too. Uh, but the saving grace is that it's kind of hard to get attached to characters in this game because a lot of them are just <laughs> uh, boring archetypes. But <laughs> rude. <laughs> I know. It's I know. Earned. It sounds they like I hate that, this game. But it's rude still. It sounds like I hate this game, and I don't. I do think there are bright spots. Um, and I am having fun. I just find myself oftentimes wanting to play older titles that have better characters and story. Yeah. Uh, because that's something that draws me in more than gameplay does. Um, it seems like there's something happening over at Intelligent Systems where there's like two separate, and maybe we talked about this, but it seems like there's like two separate entities where it's like one of them is like, we can write a good story with good characters, but not the most, not the best gameplay, or we can have really fun gameplay, but just uh, not great stories and characters. It's like there's two separate teams almost. Yeah, I think that was our... Um, uh... We were just like speculating. There's definitely no confirmation of that, but we were definitely speculating that. Yeah, I'm just talking smack. But hey, anyway, uh, I do plan on finishing this game because I did buy the DLC expansion <laughs> pack, and now with that in mind, I actually have I actually have to replay it because uh, the next DLC doesn't come out for like months. So, um, just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. Well, I'm sure you could play but... like the trial. The trials, the what's it called? The tower trial, tower. The trial of trial of tower, tower of trials. Tower of trials. Yeah, that. Well, I don't mind replaying it because I do. I would like to go through a classic gameplay or uh, a classic playthrough where your units die after they're killed, because I'm finding. Yeah, well, I also am finding that like <laughs> the game just gives you so many. They're so, they're so sacrificial. Yeah, you know, they're so like oh, I, well, that was kind of sad, but. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. And it's like there's no, well, never mind. I'm not going to spoil it, but. There's no what? This is the last I'm going to talk about it because what's been said has been said a billion times before. Um, Say it. No, it's it's spoilery. Oh. Like it's like end game spoilery. Oh, well, so. then don't say that because I'm not there yet. Yeah. yeah Kelly, won't. don't be a jerk. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited for the next wave of DLC. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about it, right? I, Other than leaks? We don't. There have been, like, leaks, supposedly, of, like, game code, but uh, who even knows? You? I mean, I know that's how Fire Emblem Engage actually originally was uh, revealed, was a leak, but... <laughs> revealed is a generous term. Yeah. Uh, um, unveiled. Um uh, discovered. I was gonna say um, leaked. Leaked. <laughs> leaked. There's a leak. We need a plumber. I'll. Uh, speaking of plumber, a new trailer came out for the Mario movie. <laughs> wow, we're just gonna do the whole episode over. Then we should do that one day, just like on April Fool's, release an episode where we do like a full like thirty minutes and we're talking about things, and then we're just like, speaking of that, and then we start over and we just commit and we do a full like hour forty minutes because it's the full episode twice. You know what's funny? As I was talking about Fire Emblem, I was watching Hi-Fi Rush gameplay. Yeah, and I was getting distracted. It's very it's a very distracting time. game to look at. It's intense visually. Are you gonna play it now? It sure is. 
Probably Are you not. Are you a hardcore gamer and play it? No. You're not? <laughs> no, probably not. Well, now I'm mad. Maybe I'm a hater. Hey! Um, I feel like we've gone off the rails. <laughs> we need to go home. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like... I feel like we've... Lost. I feel like it might be time to... Go home. To tuck in. Go to bed. Go home. Go home. Go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, you don't have to go home, but good luck uh, finding out how to get home because you're not already home, so... Get out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can you wrap it up? I can't. I can't do this. I would like to thank yeah. everybody because I've had a crazy week and a lot of big, big life stuff is happening, and it's good. Don't worry, I'm good. It's very good. But oh, I'm tired. He's sleepy, folks. I'm tired. He's freaking sleepy. Okay. I am tired. Thank you all so much for listening this week. And we are so excited to talk to you next week about new things. Bye.